Hello ninjas and ninjets and welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm a best-selling digital marketing author and head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency in the UK. This show is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales from your website. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Dai Koch. Dai is an ex-professional comper, which means she enters competitions online. She's now transitioned and she also helps brands to run contests more effectively to increase their social media following, to generate more awareness and visibility in their target markets. So she's come onto the show to talk about how you can run contests. Contests are a fantastic tool for generating links and also for building your social profile, as I say. So it's something that we do with a lot of our clients and guys come on to talk about uh, some different ways that you can get started running contests if it's relevant for you. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Dai, welcome to the show. Hi there, Tim. Thanks for inviting me. So you're the queen of competitions, right? That's the title I'm giving you. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) apparently so. (laughs) So you actually quit your job to be a full-time competition winner. Is that right? It is, yes. But I also do blog about it and write about it as well. So I don't spend all day, every day actually entering competitions. That's what people like to think I do. But I I actually do have a bit of a business on the side as well. That's brilliant. And that's also lucky because that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we use competitions and contests to get visibility for our clients, probably in a similar way to, to the competitions that, that you enter and consult on. So for example, we'll work with a blogger to run a contest for their audience, giving away a brand's products because it's a good way to get in front of their audience, right? So is that is that what we're talking about here? We're talking about a way for brands to get in front of a really qualified target audience using something which is actually fun rather than just advertising. That's it really. Everybody loves the chance to win something. And rather than just doing something quite boring, as you say, like advertising, why not run a competition or a prize draw? Because people do get excited about them. And as long as you're choosing a relevant prize for the people that you want to actually encourage to like your business, then it's absolutely fantastic. And I think the danger is just when people go in without any prior knowledge and they just kind of hurtle straight down, we'll do a Facebook giveaway without actually thinking, what's the point of it? You know, why am I running this competition? What do I want to get out of it? And I think that's that's really what we should talk about today, the, the danger of getting it wrong, really. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. So for people who are maybe new to competitions online, what does a competition actually look like? How do you enter and what sort of things can you win? Well, if we think about, let's, we'll think about the UK in particular, because um, a lot of people talk about contests and sweepstakes, which are actually American terms. And in America, you have a sweepstakes. In the UK, you have a prize draw. That's the equivalent. And with that, the winner's drawn completely at random. If you have a contest in America or a competition in the UK, then you judge the winner. So you judge it on skill, or it can be a quiz or a crossword. So really, in this country, we have prize draws and competitions. And that's what you will see kind of everywhere that you look really. But in addition to that, you also have other sort of areas like there'll be instant win competitions as well, where you can find out instantly if you've won something by entering a code from a crisp packet on a website, for example. So there's all sorts of different kinds of competitions. There's ones on the radio, there's TV phone-ins, there's text messages, there's email entry. It's a whole world of different ways that you can actually give away a prize out there. So for the listeners who are business owners or marketing managers, they might be thinking, I'm not sure if my business is right to give away 
stuff or to run a competition, for example, I'm not a crisp manufacturer. So what sort of businesses does this sort of thing work best for? To be honest, you can run a competition, whatever kind of business you are, as long as you've got something that you can give to people. And it might just be your time. For example, if you're, um, if you're a website designer, you can actually offer up, okay, I will give you a free consultation online. I will look at your website. I will spend two hours looking at it. You know, this is, this is worth a lot of money, but I'm going to give it away as a prize. It doesn't have to be a physical prize. It doesn't have to be a holiday to somewhere amazing. It can actually be something quite small. A prize would even be, say, a voucher to spend at a local restaurant. So if you're a small business and you want to get people into your restaurant, why not give away a £25 voucher? You know, that will bring people into the restaurant because it's likely that they'll come in with that voucher. If they win it, they'll spend a lot more than £25. So you're getting new business through doing something like that. So I, I would never say that, you know, this certain business can't run a competition. I think any business can find a suitable prize to give away. And I remember reading an article that you'd written on the blog saying that you'd won like X number of iPods. And I suppose there's, even if you don't have something that's, you know, your your core product or service, perhaps there's an opportunity to run a competition giving away something totally arbitrary. Everyone loves winning iPads, for example, right? Well, exactly, Tim, but that's that's quite, because um, from, from my point of view, what my history that I should probably mention is, is for 20 years, I've actually entered competitions. That was my hobby. Uh, I used to be a graphic designer. And when I had my, my son eight years ago, I gave that up because I wanted to do more, more work from home. And that's when really I started looking at the other side of competitions from a promoter's point of view and thinking, well, I'm going on Facebook and all these companies are giving away iPads because that's what everyone wanted to win. But yet I'm looking at, you know, there's, there's a solicitors here in Farnborough and they're giving away an iPad to their customers. And as a result, you know, it's great. There's 10,000 people liking and sharing their Facebook post. But I think, well, what exactly are they getting out of that? You know, people have won an iPad. The person who wins the iPad probably won't even remember what company it came from. They're probably not interested <laughs> in that solicitors at all, you know. But however, it is a fantastic prize. So from a compass point of view, I love to see those prizes. But from a business point of view, or if I'm trying to help a business get customers on board, I just think that's the wrong road to go down. You know, think of something that is more relevant to, to your target market. If you if you give away something that everybody wants, then, you know, how are you going to filter out that perspective, you know, those prospective customers? That's a great point, isn't it? We're not just running a shotgun competition to get as many entrants as possible. It's actually a business lead generation and very targeted marketing strategy, really. So I guess everything needs to tie into the end customer's goal. And can we give them something which is going to get them closer to their goal? Exactly. But um, I, you can actually do a few giveaways. I mean, this is quite an interesting way of doing it if you've got a small biz is if you've just started on Twitter and really there's, there's nobody following you and you want, you know, to get the followers up and running, then doing a little giveaway on Twitter with something that is popular with people can actually get those followers. You can start you down that road. So maybe giving away something small. Um, as an example, I've worked with a, a beauty company and uh, we just gave away one of their shampoo and conditioner sets. You know, it wasn't a very expensive price, but it's the kind of thing that people want. So we start with that because we know once it gets traction on social media, people will share it. People will enter to win this. And then further down the line, we can give away more targeted. Uh, there was a day on her, uh, it was an Ayurvedic beauty course, which is really what they're all about. But, you know, we'd at least got the kind of the Twitter following, the Facebook page interactions before we start focusing on her real target audience. Got it, got it. So 
On the topic of prizes then, how big do people have to be thinking? Is an iPad, if say an iPad costs 400 pounds, is that going to get us 20 times the number of entrants than something which would cost 20 times? Like, are there thresholds? Do we need to have a, a certain value for this to be useful? I think it depends really on what you're asking people to do to enter, because if you're making it a really simple prize draw where you just need to do a retweet, then people will enter for a very small value prize. Whereas if you want people to come into your shop, you know, fill out an entry form and bring it into the shop or do something like that, or take a selfie in front of your shop window, then you really need to make the prize a little bit more valuable because you're asking people to do that little bit more. But generally, um, what I'd say is the more expensive the prize is, the more likely people are to believe that it's a scam. Because people are, well, we see so much of it these days. People can be really cynical. Mm. We all get, um, you know, phone calls out of the blue, maybe text messages, you know, strange emails from people about a competition that we didn't even enter in. And we're programmed to immediately think, oh gosh, you know, you're in the last five people to win 500 pound of vouchers. And you think, "Mm, I've not entered that, I'm suspicious. Whereas if you had an email that said, oh, congratulations, you've won a 25 pound voucher, you'd probably be more likely to believe it. (laughs) You know, it's, it's weird. It's that mentality we have. I mean, one of my friends who I know you've had on the podcast previously, Vicky, honest mum, she, we've spoken before and we've said that her giveaways that get the most interaction are where she gives away a box of chocolates from Hotel Chocolate. And it's not worth that much money, maybe £25, but it, you know, people see that as a, a luxury treat. When she gives away a £200 voucher for a hair salon, it doesn't get as much, you know, it's not as appealing to people because not everybody wants to go and get their hair done somewhere new. So, it, it, you know, it really depends, again, what you want to get out of this giveaway. But I wouldn't recommend going straight in with an iPhone or an iPad. People just think that's too good to be true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so many ads all over the place, aren't there, for winning an iPhone and all that stuff. So I guess we just we just used to filtering it out. Let's go through the process. And so, say that someone listening is interested in running a competition. Do you have any recommendations on the best platform they should be using? Like, how do they start kicking things off? Should they be working with bloggers and influencers or doing it themselves? Like. Where do they even start? Well, again, it's thinking, what do you want to get out of this? So um, perhaps if they're looking for customers to actually shop with them, or if they're looking for people, more people on their mailing list, if they just want to get some more social media followers, brand awareness even, do they want to trend a hashtag? You know, So it's kind of almost working backwards from what do you want to happen in this competition? And then from that, you can think, well, the level of competition that you're going to run. It's actually really easy to run a competition for free. It doesn't need to cost you anything. It's very easy to do on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also do it across websites and blogs. There's a couple of free platforms I recommend that are called Rafflecopter and Gleam. And what that is, is a little piece of JavaScript that you can embed onto your website. And it gives you flexibility. There's so many different options you can use. So for example, you can ask people to join your mailing list using that. You can ask people to visit your Facebook page, to follow you on Twitter, to visit an Instagram account. And all those tasks can be in one competition. So if you really want to hit social media and get people joining you on all your different platforms, something like that is a great way to do it. Just trying to think of in terms of terms and conditions as well are, are really important though. If you if you do if you are going to do something with one of these platforms, you'll still need to write your own terms and conditions, and you do need to include that if you're going to do something on Facebook that's simple, like like and comment on this post to win this. You still need to have some proper terms and conditions in there so people know what's happening with your giveaway. 
Awesome. Have you got any examples just so people can get a feel of the impact on social media following that running a contest like these can can have? Well, it's harder. It's harder actually now on Twitter. Um, sorry, on Facebook, because Facebook isn't very good at reaching people organically. And Facebook don't like you to ask people to share. If you do ask people to like and share, then they're going to take that you know, they're going to take that, you'll reach down so people won't be seeing those posts. So Facebook can be a bit trickier. But with Twitter, you can actually get quite good traction on Twitter. So the shampoo and conditioner giveaway that I've mentioned before, uh, we probably started off with about 100 followers on that account that I was running. And by the end of the giveaway, we'd got 700. So that went from 100 to 700 wow. followers. That was a three-week competition period, which I recommend. I think any shorter than three weeks is too short. Run it over three weeks and, it, and it's too long, really. So that that for me would be the sweet spot if you're running a competition, because usually it's a bit slow to get started and then it will sort of trickle beyond, you know, a little bit further over a three-week period. So you know, that works. It works brilliantly for Twitter and also for, for mailing lists. If you, if you run a competition where you get people's email addresses and you'll, you'll very clearly say, you know, there's, there's a tick box, would you like to join the newsletter? A lot of people do that because people think, oh, if I don't join the newsletter, I'm not going to win, which, which is wrong. It's completely wrong because it should be a fair and random draw. But that's, again, you've got to get inside people's heads. That's what they think. So, you know, if, if you ask for their email address to enter a competition and then give them a little tick box, then generally they will tick to join your mailing list. And really you can get, again, you probably get 200, 300 people joining a mailing list as a result of running a competition. Wow. And, and the prizes that we're talking about here, you know, if you had to pay in Twitter ads to increase your your audience by 600 followers, you know, yeah. that's going to cost you way more than a shampoo and conditioner yeah. gift set. But yes, I mean, that's it. It's, it's actually a really cheap way of running an, an advert and you don't necessarily need to pay. I mean, you can pay to boost it on Facebook, but actually you get people who enter competitions and love competitions on Facebook. If just a couple of those find your competition and share it with their friends, then their friends share it. And once you start trickling down you know, that's going to be in front of thousands of people. And that's the great thing with Facebook because you can see underneath your post the insights. You can see how many people that's reached just through a few people sharing it, really. That's awesome. So back to the um, the example of the, the shampoo company then. So they started off with 100 followers. So you think it would be really difficult to get traction on a contest like that because there's such a small audience to, to kind of promote it to. How did they start to get that traction? Well, there's... Lots of great free ways you can actually do it in the UK. So for a start, you can just tweet it using the words competition, giveaway and win and putting hashtags in front of them because people are searching on those all the time. People who love competitions are searching for those. There's loads of free websites you can list it on in the UK. Um, the ones that I would recommend would be Competition Database, Loquax and the Prize Finder. It's absolutely free to list your competition on those websites. So as long as you don't have a problem with compas entering it, and I suggest that you don't have a problem with compas entering it because they can be so useful in actually spreading the word to everybody. You know, compas are a really good way to get the ball rolling on Facebook and Twitter by retweeting. So definitely go to those competition websites and get those people entering. Also, a nice way to... Um, to spread a competition to people. This is something I've done recently for, um, it was a, a local estate agency. They were in quite a small town and I worked with them on a promotion on Facebook. And, and what they did is they, they were friends with a local restaurant and they gave away a voucher for the local restaurant. 
So this then works for two businesses. So there's the estate agency who are hoping to get more local business and then the restaurant as well who are getting publicity because the estate agency are advertising the restaurant. So that's a good way of teaming up because then you've got double the the people out there who will see. There's people who see it on two different Facebook pages or two different Twitter accounts. So you can spread it like that as well. Talk to people locally who know your business and get them to share it too. That's so good. You don't even have to fund the prize. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned Facebook there and and historically, you know, the the contest that people might have run on Facebook would be like and share this to enter or something like that. I know that Stacey flagged up a, a post that you'd written, which was, you know, saying to people, don't don't do this, share this post as an entry point because it's not it's against Facebook's terms and conditions. And it's also really annoying. So what should people do instead of the share thing in order to get more social traction on particularly on Facebook? Just for a bit of history on that one, actually, Tim, with, with, with the sharing, people always think I'm a bit of a moaner for saying, oh, don't ask people to share. <laughs> um, but actually, with, with my kind of my TNCs head on, it makes it really difficult to choose a fair winner for your prize draw. Now, if you want to do a random prize draw in the UK, you have to stick to the rules of the CAP code. And the Advertising Standards Authority and CAP work together to make sure that all advertising is legal, decent, and honest and truthful. So basically, if you're going to run a prize draw, you have to demonstrate that you picked your winner fairly and at random from every entry. Now, if you ask people to share a post on Facebook to enter a competition, you can't see that they've shared it a lot of the time. Because on Facebook, when you join by default, everything you put on your profile is set to only your friends. So only your friends can see things that you share. Now, compers like me, we know that that's the deal. So when we share things, we change it to the public setting on Facebook. But most people wouldn't know to do that. So if you're a local business and you've got people on your Facebook page who aren't savvy about this sort of thing and you ask them to like and share and they share, but they share to their friends, that page will never see that share. It doesn't appear on their shares list. They can only see shares that are public. So that person won't be entered in the prize draw. So it's not fair because they have shared as requested, but simply because the promoter yeah. can't see that share, it's not, you know, it's not a valid entry in the draw. And I think that's sad to exclude people who simply don't understand how sharing works on Facebook. So Facebook says that you can't ask people to share to enter a prize draw. I say to people, don't ask them to share because if you ask them to like and comment on a post, you're getting an interaction with that person. You can start a conversation with that person. It also makes it easier to contact your winner because once they've commented on your post, you can click message underneath to contact them easily. Mm. Now, a lot of people will share anyway. People just do it out of habit. It's actually something I was looking at this morning. I'm doing a bit of a guide to entering competitions on Facebook for people. And as I was showing, going through some examples, there was some, there was a competition to win a bouquet of flowers and it had got, I think 1,300 people had entered. All you had to do was comment And a thousand of those people had shared the post. You did not need to share the post. Wow. But a thousand people out of 1,300 had shared that post without even being asked to. It's a habit that people have. If they see something they like, they are sharing it. So you don't need to ask people to do it. People will do it for you anyway because they're kind. And that's a nice thing to think about Facebook competitions. If people like your page, they will share the post without being asked. So don't put it in as uh, as a requirement. Simply ask people to comment, like and comment on the post and then they can decide if they want to share or not. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And I guess the by using the comment, you're still you're increasing the 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 rank of that 
post anyway, aren't you? You're still going to be increasing. Exactly. Because every, every time somebody likes or comments, that's appearing in their friend's news feed. So, you know, you don't really need that share. People are still going to see someone commenting. And uh, what I do is, well, you, Facebook again says you can't ask people to tag a friend in a comment, but you can just suggest it. So the competition that I did for the meal voucher, I say, you know, if you like, tag the friend that you want to bring for this meal, you know, just make it as an option for people. They don't have to do it, but people will just encourage them to do it. So you, you can do that as well. Yeah, that's such a good idea. That's such a good idea because then if they then comment underneath it, they've entered as well. Exactly. Oh. And that's that's how it works. So they enter as well and then they might tag a different friend and, and so it continues. But So you can suggest that people do all these things, but just don't make it compulsory. Got it, got it. And what about choosing the winner and that kind of admin piece on the back end? Stuff like Rafflecopter and Gleam can can help do this for you, can't they? But if you're running it on your Facebook page... Yeah, they they can do it um, at random for you. I've got quite a helpful post on my blog, actually 10 ways to choose a random winner for free. Um, So there are ways that you can choose random winners, whether it's from um, Instagram comments, which is a tricky one, and YouTube comments as well. On Facebook, there's a few different tools you can use. I I use one which has got the random name of the, um, it's the Good Luck Fairy, and, and it's on a website called Fan Page Karma. And what you do for that is you literally just copy the link in from your Facebook competition post and pop that in. And then it shows you a list. Here's out of everybody who liked the post, out of everybody who liked and commented, out of everyone who commented. So you choose from those three what your you know requirement was and they give you your winner. And then what you do is you just go back to your post, show all the comments and do a quick find on that page and then message your winner underneath you'd find their their comment and then message them via that so that's an easy way of doing it and then for twitter there's a website called tweet draw so if you do a retweet competition a lot of people panic about this because they realize they, they run the competition and then realize how do i choose the winner i don't know what to do you can you can go to tweet draw and that will do it for you lovely stuff i want to ask you about partnering with say bloggers and influencers to expand the reach of your contest so for example the brand that worked with Vicky on on the contests that she ran. What does that look like from the brand's perspective? I'm guessing we're doing some outreach to different bloggers and influencers who we think might have a suitable audience. Yeah, it's very important to choose someone who you think has got the right audience because bloggers are very savvy in terms of getting high entry numbers to their giveaways. So quite often it will be quite a simple giveaway that they run. They'll be using Gleam or Rafflecopter. They'll have endless tasks, you know, tweet this, tweet that, follow me here, retweet this, do all these things. And they will get big, big entry numbers. But, you know, the brand needs to think, okay, but these are these my you know, the target audience that I need. But bloggers, you know, they, they will share their posts out there. They'll add them to all the competition websites. And as, I think a nice thing to do if you do want to work with a blogger is get them to do a review of the, the product as well or, the, or the, the place. So it's not just a simple giveaway. You're actually, you know, you're sending the product to the blogger. So there's, there's more in that post than just a competition. The blogger can offer that little bit extra. It's, it's you know, it's more personal touch then. So you've got photographs of the blogger using the product. And I think that's, that's what they can add. Rather than you running it yourself on your Facebook page, the blogger gives you that kind of extra or the influencer. There's the photographs of them using it. And it makes it just a bit more interesting for people as well. And people more likely to remember that prize and the company too. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. What, some of the contests that we've run, I'll link in the show notes, but where we send the product to the to the to the bloggers for review, they run they write these amazing, beautiful posts with all the pictures, 
And then it makes the contest so much more compelling, doesn't it? Because the reader has just been reading about how incredible these products are. And then, oh, and by the way, you can just win one. All you need to do is like the brand on Facebook or something. It's just, it's killer. You can be quite quite clever with that and incorporate terms and conditions or a mailing list sign up that, that you're actually allowed to, to contact people afterwards. You could then offer people a discount on that product. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you didn't win this time. If you'd like 25% off our, our barbecue or whatever, uh, then here's a code to go and do that. But again, with GDPR coming in, you've got to be really careful if you're going to be contacting people after a competition. You need to make sure that they are ticking a box to actually join the mailing list before you start contacting people rather than, you know, you will be added to a mailing list when you enter this competition. You can unsubscribe at any time. I, I don't think that's going to be allowed anymore. It's again, it's something that I need to look into a bit further. But yeah, it's pretty tricky, isn't it? Because, you know, my initial reaction was, oh, you could just have a box that says, tick if you want notifications about the winner and to join our mailing list. But I don't think you can even, you can't even like get people in there just to, you know, you can't you can't link those two things. They have to be separate boxes. It's incentivizing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's incentivizing a, a mailing list sign up. And I think again, it's I think people are quite vague on that at the moment, and that's something that I probably need to do a bit more research on to 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 get the proper guidelines about what you can do. But I do what, with Facebook competitions. It's quite a nice idea if if you do run a competition with comments. Is don't forget that after it's actually finished, you can as a page can leave a comment at the end and say congratulations to our lucky winner and then mention them. For those of you that didn't win, please check out our latest offers with a link because everyone who commented on that post will get a notification that the page is commented. So again, you're getting into their notifications list by doing that. So they won't forget about you. Oh, that's killer. Just send them over a little voucher code or something. That's awesome. Yeah. And also if you, if you run a new competition as well. So, you know, say if you had 500 comments on that Facebook post, save a link to that post. Don't forget about it because when you run a new competition in three months time, you can go back and leave that comment. Oh, by the way, does anyone fancy entering our new competition? You know, you'll, you'll get a few click throughs from that as well. So it's a bit of a cheeky way of going back and just accessing those people who commented without, you know, without actually having access to their inbox or email addresses, you can still get into their Facebook notifications. Love that. That's why you're the queen of contests. Before we wrap up, I just want to ask you for people who are just about to go out into the world and do their first contest, what are some of the killer mistakes that first timers make? A complete lack of any terms and conditions and closing date is the worst. <laughs> A lack of closing date. <laughs> Yeah. Well, honestly, Tim, this morning I was actually on Facebook doing some research and even all the big brands aren't, aren't putting closing dates and times. And the problem is with social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, they push things to the top that are quite old on your feed. So you're busy commenting on things that closed two weeks ago. So it's really important. Make it clear on your post. This competition closes at 11.59 p.m. on the 3rd of March. Don't say winners will be announced on because that doesn't tell people anything. If winners are announced on the 10th of March, when does the competition close? Nobody knows. It's really important to say when it actually closes, when the last entries will be. So that is the most important, the closing date and time. Beyond that, it's actually pretty important to say who's eligible. It will generally be UK entrance, aged 18 plus is the best one to put in. Otherwise, you might end up someone winning it who lives in Africa and you've got to send a washing machine to Africa. It sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> these things happen. So, you know, it's really quite basic things that people do tend to forget. Also, if you're asking people to leave a comment, 
there's usually a whole batch for for Mother's Day, whether it's, you know, tell us the the best advice that your mum's ever given. It's important to let people know, are you choosing at random or are you judging? If you are judging the best comment, what's the criteria? Is it going to be the funniest, the most heartwarming? So, you know, people need to know how the winner is chosen as well. So the, there are lots of elements to, and, it, and that's where it starts getting frightening for people. But really, if you run one competition and you write your terms and conditions properly, you can then tweak those for every other competition you do. You've got that set there and it's going to help you in future. Love that. And you've got an amazing pile of resources on your website, haven't you, for people who are looking to get started with this and make the most of it. So where can people check you out? Uh, well, you can find my website at superlucky.me and there's a little tab at the top where I put my hints and tips for promoters and there's all sorts of helpful information in there, particularly about running competitions on social media and what you do need to include in your terms and conditions. Lovely stuff. Thank you so much for joining us, Thai, and thank you everybody for tuning in. 